Section 3 of The Pearl Fountain and Other Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Pearl Fountain and Other Fairy Tales by Bridget and Julia Cavanaugh. The Golden Hen The Golden Hen lived in Fairyland with the Silver Peacock and the famous Blue Bird, whom everyone has heard of. These two had been in the world, but the Golden Hen had never left home. She got tired of living in Fairyland all the days of her life, and one day she said to her friends, I, too, must go out into the world. I find it dull to awaken in fairyland, to eat in fairyland, and to sleep in fairyland. I must have a change. Take care, said the silver peacock. I went into the world, and I repented it. And you know, put in the bluebird, that if you do go, you cannot come back for a year and a day. But the golden hen would not be advised. She flew away out of fairyland, and flew and flew, till she came to the world at last. It was a long journey, and the golden hen felt very tired when she alighted upon a cornstack. She was very hungry, too, and began to peck at the corn. Some hens from a neighboring farm had been let out into the field, and the golden hen, who liked company, thought she would join them. After a while, she flew down and pecked with the other hens, and as no one seemed to mind her, she went home with them in the evening. When the farmer's wife came out with her apron full of corn to feed the fowls, she saw this beautiful hen and wondered where she came from. But she did not drive her away, for she thought, she has got astray, but I shall keep her. She is a wonderful creature, and shines like real gold. So the golden hen roosted with the other hens that night, and went out with them the next morning. Fairy birds never lose their feathers in fairyland, but when they leave it and choose to travel, they fare just like other birds. As the farmer's wife was looking for new laid eggs the next morning, she saw three yellow feathers that shone and glittered like gold, lying in the straw. She picked them up and found that they were gold indeed, and so fine and so pure that she had never seen any to compare with it. Now this woman was a great miser. She threw down her eggs for fear the golden hen should escape. She ran after her, caught her, and began plucking her as fast as she could, and as much as she dared, without killing her outright. The golden hen screamed and struggled, but it did not help her a bit. The farmer's wife would not let her go, till she was all torn and bleeding. Ah, thought the golden hen, I wish I had minded the advice of the silver peacock, for what is to become of me, if, as the bluebird says, I must remain a year and a day in a world where I have already been used so ill. After a while, however, the golden hen began to think 
that everyone might not be so cruel to her as the farmer's wife had been, and that she might fare better if she went farther. So whilst the other hens were pecking in the stubble, she slipped away into a little wood hard by, and hid there, and at night, instead of going back to the farm, she went up to roost alone in a tree, where she remained nearly the whole of the next day. The farmer's wife came to seek for her in the morning, threw corn about, and called her ever so coaxingly, but the golden hen was not to be caught again. She stayed safely hidden till her enemy had long been gone. Then she came down and pecked a little corn, and flew up again on the least noise. The farmer's wife came again to the wood the next day, and the golden hen up in her tree thought, Ah, well, I shall be caught this time. But she need not have been so frightened. The woman only picked up the corn which she had scattered, and neither called the golden hen nor tried to find her. For on looking that morning at the feathers which she had plucked from her, she had found that three only, and they were not large ones, were gold, whilst the others were common yellow quills. When the golden hen sheds her feathers, they are real gold, but when anyone robs her of them, they are just yellow feathers and no more. The corn being gone, the golden hen was nearly starved that day. She also felt rather dull, for she had always been used to company. I cannot bear this life any longer, she thought. I must eat, and I must have society. She left the wood at once, and went pecking on the way, until in the evening she came to a large farm, twice as large as the first. There were more hens than you could count in the yard of that farm, and the golden hen, peeping in at them through the bars of the wooden gate, thought to herself, there are so many hens here that if I can once get in amongst them, no one will ever find me out. She waited till the henwife's back was turned, then slipped in unseen. The other hens, seeing how ill she was, were kind to her. They let her in amongst them, allowed her to feed and roost with them that night, and to go out with them the next morning. For six days the golden hen remained on the farm and no one save the other hens was the wiser for it. But on the morning of the seventh day, as the farmer watched the henwife counting the eggs, he overheard a little white hen saying, And so you really are the golden hen, and your feathers are real gold. Well, to be sure, how wonderful! Hush! said a black hen. The master is there, and you know he understands all we say. Unfortunately for the golden hen, this was too true. The farmer had both heard and understood what the little white hen said, and on learning that the golden hen was actually on his farm, he had all the gates and doors shut, and the hens driven into a corner of the yard. He soon spied out the golden hen, though she tried hard to hide behind the others, and having caught her, he carried her to a room upstairs, where he began plucking her. "'Someone has been at you before me,' said he, as he pulled out her quills. "'But if you escaped once, my pretty hen, I shall take care that you do not escape again.' When he had plucked the poor hen almost bare, 
he locked her up in the room and put the key of the door in his pocket. This farmer had a servant lad called Robin, who was both inquisitive and cunning. He had seen his master catch the golden hen, take her upstairs, and come down again without her. It so happened that Robin had a rusty old key that opened the door of the room in which the hen was locked up. As soon as the master's back was turned, he crept upstairs, opened the door, and peeped in. In a moment, the golden hen slipped out between his legs and flew away through an open window. Robin could have caught her again, but if he had tried to do so, his master would have found out all about the key. He therefore locked the door, crept downstairs very softly, and let the golden hen get off. She made her way out of the farm through a hole in the hedge, and was far away when the farmer came in to feed her. He was as mad as mad could be on finding that she had escaped, but it was some comfort to him to remember all the golden feathers he had taken from her. He went to look at them at once, and instead of a heap of treasure, he found ever so many yellow quills that were worth nothing at all. The golden hen had enough of the world by this, and would have given anything to go back again to fairyland. But as she could not do so till the year and the day were out, all she thought of was to get away from farms and farmers and farmers' wives. She crept for a while along the hedge through which she had escaped, then seeing that no one was by, she got into a green field where a cow was grazing, and from that again to other fields, till she came to one where two little boys were gleaning. The golden hen kept in the furrows, so they should not see her, and stayed hiding there till it was evening time, and the children were gone. These two boys were the orphan grandchildren of a poor old widow who lived hard by, and early the next morning they came to glean again. At noon they sat down under a hedge and began to eat some dry bread. Each had a piece, a very little one, for their grandmother was poor and could give them no more. The golden hen, who was hiding close by, peeped at them through the hedge and listened to every word they were saying. They were talking about the little sheaf of corn they had gleaned and rejoicing over it. They knew how glad their grandmother would be to get it, and they also hoped that she would make them a cake with the flour. They are very poor, thought the golden hen. I fear they will not give me any of their corn, and they have so gleaned that there is none left. But then they are also very little. I scarcely think they will hurt me, and if they attempt it, I can hide from them. She came out of the hedge and showed herself to the two children, but prudently kept at a little distance. Oh, what a pretty hen! cried the younger boy. Oh, the poor hen! said the elder one. See how torn and bare she is? He threw her a piece of bread, but it was too near, and the golden hen, who was getting mistrustful, did not dare to come and take it. He then threw her another piece farther away, and this she ate greedily, for she was starving. Then the younger boy took an ear of corn, and shelling it in his hand, 
he scattered the grains, and the golden hen, getting bolder as she saw how kind the children were, drew near and pecked it before them. So they fed her till they had eaten all their bread, and then they went away to glean in other fields. The golden hen followed them at a distance, and picked up a little corn on her way. When evening came, the boys went home, and the golden hen hid in a hedge and stayed there all night. The two boys came to glean again the next morning, and as soon as she saw them, the golden hen joined them. They gave her some of their bread again at noon, and this time she ate it quite tamely, pecking it out of their hands, and when they went home that evening, the golden hen followed them. When the grandmother of the two boys saw the state the poor little hen was in, she was very sorry for her. She gave her corn to eat and water to drink, and she stroked her softly, and having washed the clots of blood from her feathers, she gently rubbed her with a little butter, and as it was night now, and she knew that the hen would want to roost, she settled a perch for her in a corner of the cottage. Ah, well, thought the golden hen, as she flew up on the perch and roosted, I have met with kind people at last. Poor though the old woman was, she would not turn out the little hen, but kept her for charity's sake. I shall not miss the creature's corn, she said. Besides, how can I let her wander about and ask for a home? She is so ill, poor thing, that no one would have her. I see that I have found a home, thought the golden hen who heard her. I shall stay here till the year and the day are out, and then I can go back to fairyland. The golden hen took a long time to get well, but at length her pretty feathers all came back, and she shone so that the old woman and her two grandchildren declared there had never been a bird like this. She was a great pet with them, and never went out for fear of falling into evil hands. She did not get much to eat, for they were very poor, but she knew they did their best, and never grumbled. She had been three weeks with them, when the younger boy found one of her feathers in the little yard, where she used to peck alone. He showed it to his brother, who found another feather the next day. Their grandmother, not knowing that these feathers were gold, left them to the children to play with. It so happened that as the two brothers were playing with their feathers one afternoon, a peddler looked over the hedge and saw them. He pushed the little wicket door open and called out to the old woman to come and see his wares, but he was looking at the golden feathers all the time. I can buy nothing, said the old woman, coming out and wiping her hands in her apron, for she had been washing. I want nothing just now. Besides, I have no money. The peddler pressed her to no purpose. Then after a while he said, Let me have these little yellow things that your boys are playing with, and I will give them some pretty toys instead. As the boys asked no better, their grandmother consented to the exchange. To one the peddler gave a drum, and to the other a horse and car for the two feathers. Have you got any more of them? he asked as he put them by. 
The widow had saved up the feathers dropped by the golden hen. She did not know their value, but she thought them pretty. She replied that she had seven more, and as the peddler asked to see them, she went and fetched them at once. He was so anxious to get them that he offered her a gown for herself and a cap for each of the boys in exchange for the seven feathers. She gladly agreed to this and was as pleased with her bargain as the peddler was with his. From that day forth, the widow and her grandchildren saved up the feathers of the golden hen very carefully, and they had quite a heap of them by the time the peddler came again. This time they all got an outfit for the winter, and a little money besides, for the roof of their cottage wanted mending sadly. Perhaps the golden hen did it on purpose, but she certainly dropped so many feathers about this time that it was quite amazing, and the next time the peddler came, the widow would take nothing but money in exchange for her little treasure. With that money she bought a cow, and rented some land, and hired a stout servant boy to till it. And still the golden hen dropped her feathers, and the peddler came and bought them, and paid dearer for them every time he came. For the widow, as she wanted money less, raised her terms, and sold her feathers dearer and dearer. Well, to make a long story short, by the time summer came round again, the widow was a prosperous woman, and had begun to build a house, and she had two cows and a horse now, and hens and geese and turkey cocks, but none of these were allowed to interfere with the golden hen, who still had her perch in the corner of the cottage, and roosted there alone every night. The year and a day had been out a week. The golden hen was now free to fly back to fairyland, but she liked her friends so well that she could not make up her mind to leave them. I shall go tomorrow, she used to say to herself, but when the morrow came, she put it off for the next day again, and so a whole week went by, and she could not find it in her heart to go. They want some of my feathers still, thought the good little hen. I shall leave them when the house is built. Now, as the widow and her two grandsons were eating their dinner one hot summer's noon, the peddler suddenly looked in at them through the open window. Good day to you, ma'am, says he. Good day, master, answered the widow. I have got more feathers for you, if you want them. My good woman, I do not want feathers. I want your bird. My bird? Yes, your hen. I want her, and you must sell her to me. The widow and the two boys cried out in a breath that the hen was not to be sold. Well, it is no use hiding or mincing the matter, said the peddler, but the fact is that the goldsmith to whom I sold the feathers sold them to the queen, who made a necklace of them, then a crown, and who now wants the bird, so just name your price. The widow declared that nothing could tempt her to sell the golden hen, but the peddler assured her that the queen was bent on having her, and again bade her name her price. If the queen will take my hen from me, I cannot prevent her, said the poor widow, crying, but nothing shall ever make me sell my dear little hen. 
the peddler went away much displeased and the widow and her two grandsons could eat no dinner they were in such trouble they could think and speak of nothing but the queen and their hen and they talked the matter over that same evening whilst the hen was roosting grandmother said the elder of the two boys let us put the hen in a basket and go away with her so far so far that the queen cannot overtake us no said his brother let us stay at home and give the queen a feather a day if she will only leave us our little hen the poor grandmother shook her head at all of this she knew there was no bribing a queen and no running away from her she also knew that queens will have their own way and she sadly feared that the golden hen must be given up to her majesty well they heard no more of the peddler he did not come the next day nor the next again and on the third day the widow and her two grandsons were beginning to take heart and to hope for the best when the younger boy cried mother i hear a great beating of drums and mother said the elder one i hear a great galloping of horses ah said the grandmother the queen is coming for my golden hen and so she was the queen herself was coming to take the golden hen away presently the drums left off beating and the tramp of the horses ceased and a gilt carriage drawn by eight milk-white steeds stopped at the widow's door whilst the queen herself alighted she was dressed in blue satin and had a gold necklace round her neck and a gold crown on her head and both were made out of the feathers of the golden hen my good woman said the queen looking very grand i hear that you have got the golden hen and i have come for her where is she may it please your majesty answered the widow dropping the queen a curtsy i cannot part with my hen the children will break their hearts if they lose her now do not there is a good soul and do not go on with such nonsense said the queen but just let me see that hen of yours even as she said the words the golden hen who was in the yard all the time flew up into an apple tree and began flapping her wings so that a shower of golden feathers fell down on the grass below now that is beautiful cried the queen clapping her hands she was so pleased i shall die unless i get that hen page go and catch her directly page did as he was bid and began climbing up the apple tree where the golden hen was flapping her wings and shedding her feathers all the time but just as he stretched out his hand to seize her the golden hen flew away high up into the air where the queen and all the courtiers saw her soaring and shining like a speck of gold in the light of the sun until she vanished entirely the queen was so vexed at not getting the hen that she stepped back into her carriage and rode away without saying a word and when the drums began to beat she made a sign with her hand that they should not when the widow and her grandsons were alone they picked up the feathers which the good little hen had shed 
and there was quite a heap of them. The two boys were ever so glad that their hen had escaped from the queen, and made sure that she would come back to them in time. But their grandmother guessed, from all the feathers she had dropped before going, that the golden hen did not mean to return, and she never did. On leaving the apple tree, she flew away straight to fairyland, where she remained ever since. The boys were very sorry for the loss of the golden hen, but they were comforted in time, and thanks to her parting gift, for the queen bought all the feathers, and paid handsomely for them. They were rich farmers when they grew up. End of Section 3 Recording by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida